life isn't just one story, it's multiple stories. I will share authentically and bravely my stories in hopes to inspire you to live a creative, purposeful, meaningful, and happy life. All right, so this is my third time recording this episode. I've had some technical difficulties, but I'm going to look at it like this. Third time's a charm, and what's meant to be is meant to be. So this episode, you're getting what you're meant to get, apparently. So I want to start with this. My son came home the other day, and he said, Mom, did Mother Nature decide to skip fall and just go straight to winter or what? Because it was snowing outside, it's frigid, it's cold, it's windy, and it does appear that she forgot about fall and we're just going straight into winter. But I love the winter months for the fact that you get to sit inside, you get to have a fire, which we had one Saturday and Sunday. You sort of just get to relax and chill and to take a break because through the summer we're so stinking busy and I always try to find the good in everything. And as much as I hate it being cold outside, the good thing about winter is we get to relax. I get to stay in and bake and be with the family. And I don't feel this urgency to get outside and to do something because who wants to be outside when it's so freezing outside? Not me. And so I feel like winter is giving me permission to stay inside and to just chill. And I gladly take winter up on that. But here's the thing. Here's what I've noticed with winter and the winter months. I struggle a little bit with anxiety. And for the longest time, I had no idea what it was. I would be sitting there trying to watch the football game and I felt my heart beating fast. Or I felt like it was a struggle to breathe. It was my lungs or something. But I was watching an influencer one day on Instagram and she was talking about how she struggles with anxiety and depression in the winter months. And then it dawned on me, that's what's going on with me. And I bet if I struggle with it and she struggles with it, chances are some of you struggle with it too. And so this episode is just about giving you some tips on how I handle it and how I deal with my anxiety. And I want to mention that I've never been clinically diagnosed with anxiety or depression. I sort of just self-diagnose myself just from what I've read and from what I've heard. So this episode is just how I cope, how I deal with it. But I think it's important to say that I want you to stay tuned until the very end because the last tip is probably the most important thing I want you to hear of this whole episode. So if you're okay with it, and I'm assuming you all are, I'm going to dive right in and start with tip number one. Tip number one, which is something I learned from one of my favorite people and teachers, is Brooke Castillo. I love her podcast and she inspired me to be a life coach. But something she says that she does because she struggles with anxiety every single morning she wakes up is to not fight it. Don't fight it. Don't resist it. Just notice it. Recognize that it's there, that it's a feeling in your body. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to kill you. And then move on. Go on with your day. But the more you fight it and you try to get it to stop and to quit and to go away, it becomes stronger. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So this weekend, I noticed that feeling in my body. And I thought, all right, cool. I'm feeling a little anxious today. No biggie. I'm going to go about my business. It's not going to hurt me. I'm fine. And that's exactly what I did this weekend. And I found that tool to be very effective. I don't make a big deal about it. I don't sweat it. It's just a feeling. No biggie, right? Tip number two is to stay busy to find joy, to have fun. 
Now, I don't always think that you should escape problems. Sometimes I think that you should face them head on and deal with them. And sometimes if I'm feeling anxious about a particular problem, then I deal with it. But this particular type of anxiety is something within my body that I can't control. It comes on even when I'm not thinking about it. You know, I'm at home, I'm doing the things that I love, but my body just doesn't feel right. I feel irritable. I feel annoyed. It's just that little bit of anxiety that's uncomfortable that puts you in a bad mood, you know? So I said, don't resist it, don't fight it. But what I want you to do instead or to try is to focus on something else. Focus on that fun that you want to have. Take your mind off of it. Notice it's there, but also carry on about your business. So I noticed it this weekend, but we went about doing a puzzle. We baked. We watched some football. I tried my new self-tanning lotion, which I love. I just did all those fun things to keep my mind distracted instead of focusing on what I was trying to get rid of and to stop. And number three, I also let my family know how I was feeling just so that they could understand. And even if they didn't understand, maybe they would have some sympathy and compassion and just know that I'm not trying to be in a bad mood. I just don't feel right. I'm trying to cope with it. I'm trying to deal with it. I'm still up and doing things, but if I'm a little bit snippy or snappy or irritable, it's just because of this anxiety. And I think friends and family will understand if you tell them. And then there's less tension and you don't need to feel more tension if you're already feeling anxious. So just telling them brings about an understanding. It brings everything out into the open. And that leads me to tip number four. Ask for some quiet time. Ask for some time alone. I notice that sometimes when there is so much going on around me and I feel overstimulated, I get more anxious. I get overwhelmed. I get annoyed and irritable. And I just need a few minutes alone. So asking permission from your family and your friends to give you a few minutes alone so that you can take a break and decompress and to regroup, I think that's extremely important. And it can be extremely beneficial. And if you've already been open and honest with them about how you feel, I'm sure they're going to be more than happy to give you a few minutes alone. And I know around here sometimes, my girls, my dogs, they have to know exactly what I'm doing all the time. I go to the bathroom, they're knocking on the door. And my husband, he's so good about telling them, give your mom a break. He knows I need a break sometimes. And I love him for that. I know that he recognizes that. And also, tip number five, if you get that quiet time, it might be a good idea to pray. Reach out to God. Ask for help. It doesn't mean that he's going to take it away. I remember my dad. He was an alcoholic. He struggled with alcoholism. And he wished that God would just wipe it away, take it away, remove it from his life. But that wasn't God's will. That's not what God wanted for him. And my dad finally accepted that, that those were his cards that he was dealt and he had to deal with it. And same with this anxiety, you know, God may not just wipe it out, snap his fingers, make it be gone, but I think he will help you deal with it. In fact, I know he'll help you deal with it. And you're strong and you're tough and you are capable of dealing with it. One of the verses that I love in the Bible is Philippians 4, 7. And it says this, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And there's many, many, many more verses in the Bible that if you're dealing with anxiety, I know there's verses out there that will help you through it. And I think God, he wants you to feel better, however that may be. And so if you're struggling, you shouldn't have to struggle alone. You have your family, you have your friends, and you have God. 
And tip number six, this is a huge one. This is one that helps me a lot is to work out. Sometimes I just feel like I need to take off running around the neighborhood to get my blood pumping. And as soon as I do a workout, I feel better. Sometimes I need to get up and do some cardio. Yesterday, I was thinking about getting up during the halftime of the football game to work out. I was starting to feel that anxious. I thought I just need to work out. But my in-laws brought some firewood. And so we all went out to unload the wood. And just doing that little movement, getting my heart going and my blood pumping, that made me feel so much better. In fact, I felt better the rest of the night after doing that. It's amazing what a little bit of exercise will do. And the other thing is noticing what you put in your body. Sometimes when I'm feeling anxious, I crave healthy food. And food, it's a big deal. What you put in your body, it's a huge deal. And there's so many books and resources and podcasts out there that help you with what food to put in your body to help with anxiety. But food really does matter. And so it's quite possible looking into your diet and your exercise and your overall health might help you with anxiety. So tip number seven, this is the one that I wanted you to hang tight and this is the most important one that I wanted you to hear. If you need extra help with your anxiety and depression, it's okay to seek counseling or therapy or or to get extra help. Maybe you need medication. Maybe you just simply need some vitamins. But there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with you. There's many people out there that struggle. And maybe yours is just seasonal like mine. But if you feel like you need extra help, it's okay to admit it. In fact, I recommend not keeping it to yourself. Like I said, tell people about it. Talk about it. My sister, and I think she's okay with me sharing this, she struggles with anxiety. And she's huge on talking about it and sharing about it. And the thing is, she finds that there's a lot of women that struggle just like she does. So she doesn't have to feel alone. And it not only helps her by talking about it, it probably helps the other people that she talks to. So being open and honest with family, friends, getting help from them and seeking out the Lord, counseling, therapy, there's so many resources to help you. I'm thankful that my anxiety is very minimal and I seem to be able to manage it myself as of right now. And so when I give you these tips, it's assuming that you just experience the same type of anxiety that I do. But if it's more than that, please seek help. Do it for you. Do it for your family. Don't try to do it all on your own. There's so many people out there to help you and that want to help you. So on every episode, I ask a powerful, thought-provoking question. And today's question is this. What can I do to help myself? And I asked that question and I left it kind of open because we all struggle to different degrees and I'll let you decide how you can help yourself. What next step can you take to help yourself to feel better, to have more peace? And it just gets you thinking so that you know it's not completely hopeless. There's more that you can do to help yourself. I hope you guys have an incredible week. Take care and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey, I have a great opportunity for you. I just so happen to have a few open coaching spots for new clients. If you are looking for something more or for something different, I would love to help you get there. I believe you are more than capable with a coach like me to support you and to hold you accountable. Go to crystalstidham.com and send me a message. Let's connect. There's no obligation to sign up. It's just a free chat to get to know each other a little better and to see if we are a good match. It's crystalstidham.com. I look forward to talking to you soon.